Magazine. Greetings, everyone. You are listening to the seminar number 92 commentary. I am V.C. Morrison, and I am joined by two by the two writers of this episode, uh, uh, Jeffrey Bridges. Hello, hello. And Patrick Regan. Hello, hello, and thank you for getting my last name right. Ah, great. <laughs> so, so, glad, so glad to hear that. <laughs> and, uh, oh my goodness, I just realized something. I can't hear the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to have to figure this out real quick. Because I'm using a different source for talking to you right now. That's okay. We're right at the beginning, so if we need to just start it over, that's not a big deal. Otherwise, people oh, can I, I think so. Like just, just... synth music. Just let it ride. <laughs> yeah, to be yeah, clear, it's that's not a that's not a knock. I I really genuinely love music like this, particularly this opening. I'm Listen, glad to hear that. So yes, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So as we listen to the uh, theme song and going into the rapper. A time to seek and a time there we go. There is the lovely voice of Julia Lee. And now, great, I can hear. Hey! All right. Um, I guess I had that out. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, so, Patrick, if you're, if you're, not, if you're, not, if you're not familiar with the, with, the, with the show in general, it's an ongoing show. It's been there for years, uh, the Splot. Of um, of a of a classroom, of course. Now it's no longer a classroom that's been destroyed, disbanded, escaped, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> and the lone survivor, Alice, is on this planet, as has been explained. The opening thing there. I never would have. Yeah, I listened to a few episodes uh, in preparation for for writing mine, um, and I definitely realized oh. I was I joined in a little late on the whole classroom part of the. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the show started back in 2007, I think. So it's, and mm-hmm. you, you know, when we, when Cat Pride and I co-created the show, we were like, let's do something that anthology shows haven't done. And we'll have like an ongoing story that sort of introduces, you know, the shorts, which are standalone. But then we didn't really realize that for an anthology show that might not necessarily have worked the best for a lot of new people coming in to hear the shorts, you're like a little confused by the ongoing story. So... <laughs> I mean, you're not the only. I've I've definitely heard that in in other podcasting formats, although they're they're more recent. So you're you're not alone in that regard. Uh, I, I definitely sort of just accepted the fact that I probably didn't know what was going on and wouldn't know what was going on, and just enjoyed the the shorts. Yeah. Oh, hang on a second. I am finding it is not my night, people. Okay. Oh. I had the wrong episode loaded. <laughs> Three minutes later. So, Jeffrey, how did you come up with the um, idea for the story? No, I've been thinking about the answer to that question for a while because I knew you were going to ask. And honestly, I have no idea where it came from. I don't know how. I just sat down. I'm like, I want to write another short. I haven't written one in a while. And I sat down and mm-hmm. this is just what came out. I was like, maybe something with a robot, writing about robots is kind of fun. 
and I generally, you know, tend to go for mostly like the lighter, humorous stuff, and it just just sort of poured out of me. I don't know where it came from, or I don't. I have. There's no grand. Well, I was trying to, you know, with the metaphor. No, it's just a bunch of goofiness that fell out of my brain onto this the, the page. Okay. Good enough. Typical writer. <laughs> Yeah. So this, 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 so this, so this, so this was, was was a fun one. I, I enjoyed the uh, the light feel of it. You know, it's it's you know sometimes you get you get you get stories that are really dark and depressing, and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, but this this comes along. It's it's very nice. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry, Patrick. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the next one coming up. To be fair, mine was you gotta have dark and depressing. Mine was dark yeah. and depressing before its timeline. The timeline started to match it. So. Oh yeah, true. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I had fun fun with the uh, special effects. Really liked them. Yeah, they were. Uh, did you create most of those, or did you find them, or what did you do for those? All the robot noises and whatnot. I. Uh, well, well, both actually. I, uh, I, I often, I often find sound what I find, but you know, I, 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 have, a, I, have, a, I have a library of sounds, right. uh, and I say, I say, like, well, well, uh, well, well, this is well, this uh, door sound sounds close. I'll just modify it here, uh, uh, make it sound, 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 sound more, uh, sound more sci-fi, you know, do that there. Um, some of the beeps and such I just made. Uh, that thump when the when the when the box drops. I think that was some sound I had that I that I uh, modified. Just just uh, just just stuff like that. The one thing I was uh, uh, the oh, go ahead. Sorry. The um the uh the uh, robot arm sounds were all the same sounds that 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 have been used and confusing for the uh, servos for. Um, for Thomas and, and, and the rapper, ah. uh, changed changed a bit, and I just happened to have a, a flamethrower sound. Or, 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 <laughs> just happened to have a flamethrower. Yeah. So thing that I, I really liked the most, and that uh, as a director, when I you know I've done some audio directing in the past, that I'm I'm not as good as as most folks are. I'm very basic skills, but the thing that to me I was most worried about in the script because as a director I. I wouldn't know how to do it right and that i thought you did amazingly well was at the end well well, we'll get there in like a couple of minutes but when when she falls how do you make something sound like it's falling vertically when you can't pan it left? i don't know right. i was i was so worried about that but it sounded so cool so kudos to you sir thank you thank you very much yeah i i, I um that 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 took some some some, uh, some thought there as to how to do it, because um, you had it written one one way in the script, which I thought was 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 nice, but it didn't quite work. I thought so. I had her repeating a a, a certain um, syllable, I think, just 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 as, just as a glitch. And with that, she was you know pushed out the window, and then the um, just. Uh, yeah, <laughs> was, you know, on, on the book going down, and then the, right. the um, that being drawn out, and um, and the uh, pitch going down at the same time, that added to the illusion of her falling. Ah, oh, the pitch. You know? Yes, yes, mm, very good. Yeah. Yeah. 
and love the cast <laughs> for this. You did a, a brilliant job casting it. They're uh, they're all so perfect. Thank you. Thanks very much. I've never. I don't think I've heard Becca Marcus before. I don't know if she's new to us or, or uh, if she's been in other seminars and I just didn't recognize the name. But uh, I really loved her as the robot, whose name is Malice. If you if you look at it spelled out, it's Malice. M L one C. Oh, Malice. Of course it is. She, yeah. See. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Andrali and Kate. They were just. They were perfect. My God, I love them. And when I when I when I cast Kate for this, I I I, uh, I specifically asked asked for her because I said I, I said I said I know she has the great um uh, the great the the great ability to sound really annoying, which honestly was a compliment at the time, and I didn't think 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 like you know think like I, I like that like bad that that might be received, but she. But she uh, took it well, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. In terms of acting, you know, if there's a, right. a great skill set you have, yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And here we are back in the wrapper with Alice uh, roaming around uh, being chased by addicts. This one, I did. Um, uh, uh, so sometimes the wrappers are very, uh, very, uh, very, uh, very easy to uh, to put together because it just 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 looks a lot of talking, some some uh, some uh, sound effects. Sometimes there's a lot of action going on, and I don't I and I don't notice until like I'm done with the with with, with the stories and coming to the wrapper, like, oh crap, <laughs> there's more to do. There's a lot more work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever this had one, a? Uh... This one wasn't too bad. Fever to show that it tend to turn into more rapper than story because of that. Uh yeah, actually there have been episodes where 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 yeah where, where the where the, uh, where the rapper was like was like was like was was a was a lot more exciting than stuff happening in the episodes. You know, so, some, sometimes sometimes we have, we have stories that are just you know just two or just or just two two people in a room talking, and I've mm. done that a lot myself actually. Sure. So yeah, I mean, yours in fact was you know it was 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 was, was, was pretty was pretty cool. Just two two people, right. three people, basically talking in a uh, in a tape in a tape uh, recorder, which was which was I I I I, I love that actually. <laughs> that, that was that was a great great little technique, and I could just you know piece things together like that. Uh, sometimes the, the rappers can be more complex, but they're never like longer because we always want they're always very short in little tiny snippets just just a couple of minutes because we want to you know keep the focus on the the shorts but makes sense. right yeah right. okay so, here we go into patrick. as patrick said yes. now he, he first sent this in way before our current predicament so he's, I, yes yes he's a horrible prophet and he's the right script where we all get better now and the election goes great and everything's cleared up <laughs> I, I want to be very clear here. I had no idea this was going to happen. And when I was reminded that it was coming up, I was just staring at my wall for a while. Like, right, I did I did submit a horror short about plagues. Oh, no. What have I done? <laughs> yeah. So this was cool. So, so this uh, story, was it based on anything? So uh, this is, uh, I'm going to say this for the first time in my career as a writer. And when I suspect it will be the last time as my career as a writer. This came from a dream. Um, wow. Yes, I know. That's that like, that's like a, 
that is a cliche, but that never really <laughs> happens ever. Like n my dreams are nowhere near coherent enough to be used as as stories. Uh, mm -hmm. So the 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 dream I had was very specifically about the the plague angel, the the the, the sort of woman who was like still kind of alive but kind of dead and still had this infestment disease that could spill out and kill us all being found in like a wall somewhere um in a kind of like cast of amontillado style and mm -hmm. uh the in, in my dream i i was like part of a crew that discovered her and then i you know in, in sort of that dream logic thing all i just remember is being terrified that the, the plague was going to spread um, and uh, this was, gosh, 10 years ago, and I, and I threw it in a, a notebook of ideas. Like, I just have an idea <laughs> notebook um, yeah. that, that I live on my, lives on my computer, and I figured I'd come back to it someday, and I was between longer projects, and I thought I'd give writing something short like this a try and open that up. And, you know, the, the key to horror, I always feel, is you've got to write from a place of something that actually scares you. And, mm. you know, the uh, a friend of mine once put that every monster has to be a metaphor for something or what's the point. Um, and and pandemics terrify me. Um, so I've been having a great time. <laughs> oh, <lately>. man. <laughs> um, oh, I, I have a mild fear of pandemics is the best way I can put it. it it's not that I'm a germaphobe. It's not that I'm a germaphobe. I want to be very clear here. It's different. Like, I... I okay, these days I wash my hands all the time. But before... The, <laughs> in the before times, I did not wash my hands all the time. And I... I, I you know, I was not... I didn't, like... You know, I didn't, like, feel the need to... Like, I... I I was I was not a germaphobe like by any stretch of imagination. I was perfectly fine being around people. Uh, it's just that I read like The Stand when I was a little too young, and it stayed with me. Um, and so that that was where I kind of came from. At this was that I I wanted to write about how you know plagues kind of scare me and the and the idea of you know someone accidentally releasing something that should have been remained buried. You know the the that just kind of fascinated me, um, and I've also always liked uh, found not found footage, but like apocalypse logs. You know the, the thing in video games where you know you you're collecting a bunch of audio recordings of people, and then they're inexplicably in sequence, and the final one finally reveals something horrible and and surprising. Um, you know that I've always enjoyed that form of storytelling. You know, ever since Dracula, which kind of modifies it as Larry novel. Um, yeah. and so like the idea of it kind of like, you know, I started with that idea as a monster, the idea of the plagues that scare me. And so I thought, well, who would be recording? I was like, and the idea of, um, scientists who would be recording their behavior came from that. And it kind of just built up from there of, you know, mm. two, two scientists with a very different view of how to approach this thing that they found. And in particular, I was interested in the idea of kind of putting a twist on the idea that like the the, the normal the sort of like cliche version of this would be she's angry and is trying to influence one of them to 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 dissect her so she can unleash on the world but I thought mm. the inter more interesting version is she's kind of beyond being angry now at this point like she just doesn't want it to get let go you know and then we've mm. all we've all had that moment of like you know i've of of being afraid of your own temper in a way mm -hmm. you know like being afraid of your own anger like you know yeah. where 
there's a moment where I think we see what our anger can destroy and we can kind of be afraid of it. You know, even the most mild mannered person can be get angry enough to do something. And we've all done something we regretted when we were angry. And we've been at the moment of like, oh my God, that's not me. And I think there's just something of like, the plague angel is afraid of her own hate and her own rage. She was treated very poorly. She, she has every right to be angry, um, but she's afraid of it. She's afraid of what her rage would do on a world that by and large doesn't deserve it. And I thought that was kind of a fascinating angle to take on her. How deep and eloquent that was. And then Vincent asked me where my story came from. I'm like, I don't know. I just fell out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, wonderful, I, Patrick. Thank you for sharing all of that. You're welcome. Yes, I mean, the, the, the dream thing, I, like, I knew I was going to get asked that question. I was like, and I, I just would just be happy to be able to, like, I actually got it from a dream, which is literally never happened before ever and will never happen again. Um, but it was more like, how did that, how did a dream, which was just an image, become an actual story? That's sort of what I was kind of yeah. trying to explain there. Here's a question for you that, that I like to ask to uh, folks. I think that this is like, you know, who are relatively new to the medium. How did it uh, come out compared to what was in your head? The voices, the actors, the... How did it match up? Everything? Um, you know, about... I, I, I didn't go in expecting everything to be perfectly matched in my, in my head because that Because be, it never is, right. It, it never is. It would be That's how it goes. deeply disturbing <laughs> on some levels. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's always interesting to sort of see how people take how some how, you know, it is people take what I wrote and and make it worth their own. Um, you know, I, I certainly didn't didn't conceive of Megan as being British off the top of my head, um, but I kind of like that she is. Um, That's the coolest thing to me is when you have a director like on these shows or someone that, you know, they interpret your art and it's collaborative and they do something you never would have thought of, but it comes out so cool. I just, I love when that happens. Yeah. Although I will say the Plague Angel is just about perfect to what I was thinking, like downright to the creepy music. Ooh. Ah, the music. Yeah. Now, when when I when I, when I was doing this, I actually for, 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 first I just say uh, 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 for some reason the short I I kept thinking of the of the of the of the uh, of the autopsy of Jane Doe. Have you seen seen that seen that movie? I have. I saw it after I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's that's that was that so that that was that was something he had. Um, but the uh, music actually. Uh, Actually, I was thinking of. Do you remember the old, the old, uh, the old uh, Civil War documentaries? Sure. I forget, I forget where they were. It was, it was, it was like, it was like, uh, was like the Kinder or something? Uh, um, I, I think so. Anyway, um, when they read out letters from from from, from mm-hmm. the uh, from the uh, from the uh, soldiers or something, there was there was, there was always this sad, this sad violin in the background or something. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what I was uh, thinking of. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, well, I'll use a cello for this one. Mm-hmm. And um, and the, the tone of the cello kept going down with each with each uh, with each iteration. Mm-hmm. The downward rock things going on. <laughs> Can't remember now <laughs> how I did it. But that's where that came from. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, that makes I love that's the time period too. Yeah. Yeah, and I I love um, that that they're that they're that they're drunk. Um, yes, I, I actually I actually really enjoy uh, 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 making actors sound drunk. If they can. <laughs> Some are very good at it, like like scarily good at it. Some they are, are you know, some aren't very good, but still, it's you know, it's cool when you get that. 
Yeah, they they are they are disturbingly good at sounding drunk, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Oh, you think it just reached out its spectral hands and turned it on to warn us in a creepy voice? That is weird, though. Like, like you have this recording um, that that you are, you know, uh, 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 that you that you are that you are recording yourself, and you play it back, and there's someone else's voice on it. That, right, that is that, that... really creepy. Thank you. That was one of I did enjoy uh, coming up with that. Was just Patrick's really good at the creepy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I am. Um, no, the that actually came from like initially me just putting on the 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 um her creepy little monologues, and then later realizing, wait, if these are supposed to be on the tape, if that's my whole shtick and like conceit here is that this is literally you know, like a tape recording that somebody found. Mm-hmm. They would have probably like noticed at some point there were extra recordings on it. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought it was just more fun to lean into that than come up with a reason they didn't notice. <laughs> the cough acting here. <laughs> that's that's actually I'll be I, I, I casting. I mean, one, 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 one of the lines that went out for casting was, you know, cough. <laughs> see, see, see how well they can they can they can they can uh, they can carry it, and also uh, how well they they can they can sound weak. Um, mm-hmm. And sick, but yet still uh, coherent, you know. Right. Yeah, and that's like and an entirely different skill from the actual acting. It's just changing the way your voice sounds to convey, yeah. you know, physical state and things like that. That's really tough stuff. I'm, I'm not a very good right. actor. I've tried to do stuff like that. It's really hard. So <laughs> I get all my respect. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I am. I am at best a mediocre actor. <laughs> yeah, hard, hard, hard same. Yeah. Yeah. I switched rooms. I'm not gonna lie. The the two scientists are mildly based on Mulder and Scully. I I got that. Yeah, yeah. That 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 did Aren't come that did come into China. mind a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 one of them is so one of them is getting nightmares. So is the plague angel specifically talking to her and telling her to to uh, to uh, protect her body? Yeah, exactly. It's she's it's, it's a the idea is that it's a warning, and and you know, the plague angel is not capable of communicating, you know, in a way that really could be easily understood at this point. You know, she's she's been rotting in a in 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 a wall for like the past hundred fifty years. So this is just like how she can communicate. Stop him! You have to stop him. Just imagine rotting for hundred and fifty years. There's an image. Yeah, was the word. That's that's the image. Actually, that's what the image was. Mm-hmm. In my dream, in my terrible, in my dream. In my dream. Yeah. Okay, I have to say it's really hard to um, portray an audio uh, someone being stabbed because <laughs> it's it's like you know you wouldn't really hear it. That well, no. you, you, you're like, like you were like a, a small thump, maybe, 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 maybe a squish, you know, it's but, like a gunshot, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, oh man, how am I doing this? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> next time we'll just have to like buy a steak and get a knife and just do some foley right up next to the mic of stabbing it, you know, and see what it sounds yeah. like. And be, yeah, be a little yeah. Squishy. <laughs> So yeah, this is a really creepy story. And <laughs> Thank it's you. Just like, Ugh. yeah. The, the, her one of her I, when I was re-listening one of her monologues, like where she talks about a world that wasn't ready for it. That was. <laughs> I 
getting a little close to home mm-hmm. <laughs> right now. Um, and so I'm just, I guess I'm super prescient or something. It's all Patrick's fault. Blame him for, uh, it's, he's, it's all his fault. He did it. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, everyone. Alex did say that he could connect with Azara. So here we are at the end of the episode. I always enjoy um, how these stories are weaved or weaved into the wrapper. You know, uh, I, I like how 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 often they're they're even uh, they're even even uh, even referenced as, as part part of the plot of the wrapper. It's really cool. I I, um, I did enjoy like that because I I I do enjoy sort of what must be an interesting writing challenge to see how mm-hmm. you can work some of these these sort of off-the-wall stories that you get into whatever is going on in the plot of the time. Hey, it's it's not easy. And, I'll, you know, every once in a while, we have, <clears throat> excuse me, we have, like, a surplus of scripts, and I can choose a couple that might be on, like, a similar theme to send along to Kat, who writes the rappers. But a lot of times, it's just whichever ones happen to be ready at that time, because, you know, people go through edits at different processes, and sometimes we only have two scripts ready to go when we need them. And so sometimes, and like, in the case of this one, she just got dumped this super creepy horror script and it's super goofy comedy and she had to work with the story she already had planned and it's a it's a really hard to do so she's very good at it i don't know i was it's, i was waiting enjoying it went halfway through reading i'm like i cannot wait to see where how this becomes a point in the plot like just, just like where are you going with this terrifying ghost story <laughs> The story was written by Jeffrey Bridges. Okay, well, we have reached the end of this episode. I thank you all for listening, and of course, I thank I thank I thank our guests, uh, the writers, uh, Patrick Re- Patrick, Patrick Regan mm-hmm. and Jeffrey Bridges for for uh, for uh, for joining us today. Always a joy to be on here with you, sir. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you both had fun. And hopefully, uh, I will. I will. I, I will see you in, in the future with uh, with more stories that that you will that you will write for us. Hopefully so. Mm-hmm. All right. Good night, everyone. Bye bye, everybody. Good night. For more information, visit pendantaudio.com. Thanks for listening.